Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we're getting into our question marks episode as we try to gear up for 2020. Hopefully everything's still going. Just getting worried about that, Jeff. You think they're going to play normally? I hope so. I mean, I'm going to be really bummed if number, they don't. Our number one question mark should probably be the 2020 season. So that might be number one on my list today because oh, I'm getting a little nervous. I just hear too much stuff. But I think we're going to be good. But that'll be our episode today. Before we do that, though, make sure you guys go check us out on Twitter at the FF Profit or Instagram, which is Fantasy Football Profit. Um, right now, we're actually in the middle of a draft called the Throne League Draft, which is uh, with some Instagram accounts run by the Fantasy Football Show. Go check them out on Instagram and on YouTube as well. But we are in the middle of that draft. We had the number one pick. And this is a, this draft's different because the people, the listeners, the followers, they are the ones who help like actually make the picks. We're just kind of the people, you know, organizing it in a way. So we had a uh, number one pick. We picked Christian McCaffrey, number one. In the second, third turnaround, we got uh, Mike Evans and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. And then we just finalized our picks for the fourth and the fifth of Cortland Sutton and Devin Singletary, which I know we like those picks. That would have been what we would have gone with there. So that was a good little pick. If you guys want to get involved with that, go to Instagram, follow us, Fantasy Football Profit. Send us a message. I'll put you in the in the group, and you can help make our picks as we go. We have uh, 11 more rounds to go yet, so you can definitely help us out there. So, Jeff, let's jump into this. This is going to be question marks. Basically, that's it. That's the only basis for this, question marks for 2020. It could be different reasons, different things. We each have three players that we're going to take, we're going to talk about a little bit here and just why there's question marks. Should we draft them or not? So, Jeff, let's go with your question mark number one for 2020. Question mark number one, but not before that. I do have one thing. Uh, if anyone is watching this on YouTube, you're really? seeing our the beginning of sure. our new studio, if you will. Um, things will change a little more. And just for that, just because I thought it would be fun, I do have something quick to oh. show the audience. I mean, oh, why not? I mean, it's so pretty. I mean, might as well use it as a, an ornament, right? And that way you can look at it. And I don't know if you forgot what this trophy feels like to hold or... But I'll just put it over here. Hmm. You know what you should do? And look at that. They'll, they'll just sit right there all year. You know, All you should, year. You know what you should do? If you guys, if you're listening on the podcast, go to YouTube.com slash Fantasy Football Profit. Um, Jeff, point to how many times my name has a, um, a little uh, nameplate there. Um, I only can see 2019. That would be my name. <laughs> or let's see. How about what? What's the first year on that? 2010? Is, was 2010 our first season? 2010, 2011, 2012, 2014, 2015, right? Am I right there? No, that, is, so, that would be correct. I have not won since the Obama administration. That would, that would be correct. You, uh, you, cleaned, you cleaned house early on. I did. But um, yeah, so you, you remember what it feels like, right, to hold that lovingly, it's caress it perhaps. Has it really been since 2015? Yeah, it has. But, I mean, that's still pretty darn good. I'm still 10 for 10 on playoffs. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> but yes, yeah, if you're listening, make sure you guys go check us out on YouTube. We'll have more content on YouTube as well, other than just the podcast. So if you, you know, 
we'll have different stuff going on throughout the season there. So make sure you go subscribe there as well. All right, Jeff. Now we can right. question marks. Now we'll officially get into it. So we're going to try to make sure that we don't overlap uh, a whole lot. So I do have more than three, but I have to start with this one. You can jump in. But Todd Gurley, right? Yeah. So Todd Gurley has to be in our top three. He has to be talked about. And the big question with him is kind of what was, you know, what was going on last year? The same thing. What is going on with his health? What is going on with his knee? And will a new team fix the issues that they had? Right. He had with that. And let's be completely honest. The offense from, you know, 2018 was amazing and he was amazing in it. 2019, he didn't quite get as many carries. It doesn't feel like they could block nearly as well. The passing game even struggled. So it wasn't just Todd Gurley. I want to say that. And was his Mm -hmm. knee an issue? I mean, I don't know, (laughs) to be quite honest. It's hard to say. Yeah. I mean, you could say that is the reason why he only averaged 3.8 yards a carry why they gave him, you know, about 50 less carries than they did the, you know, a couple years prior. But every year he's been, you know, right around there. He had 223. It's not like they held back on him, right? So I do still like Todd Gurley. I still would draft him. Um, I, I Maybe I wouldn't go in the, you know, in the first 10 running backs anymore, but he would be very close after that. And I, I do wonder, if you go from the Rams in 2018 – um, you know, he dropped off from 4.9 yards a carry to 3.8 from um, 17 touchdowns to 12. 12 is still very healthy, but 17. So that is kind of where people are like, okay, what is going on? But if we remember all the way back to 2016, right, when it was the first year with the Rams, he went from, uh, I'm sorry, second year with the Rams, he went from his rookie campaign getting 1,100 yards, averaging 4.8 yards a carry, he dropped all the way down to 3.2. And people were like, oh my gosh, he's a bust. He just had one good year. The very next year, he jumped back up 4.7 yards a carry. The year after that, 4.9. So my question is, is this really a knee issue? Or did this just happen to be, hey, Todd Gurley isn't Superman. And when when McVay doesn't have the offense clicking, neither does Todd Gurley. And going somewhere where we've seen plenty of running backs succeed in in Atlanta is this going to be somewhat of a bounce back I'm not waiting for a huge one but do you think he's going to average over four yards a carry do you think he'll get in the double digits again and even more importantly you know what kind of load will he he carry will he get over a thousand yards I would actually say it's probably closer to beating all of those stats last year that he put up that that's where I would lean but what about you yeah so he Okay, he he would have made my list, but I'm going to take him off my list. And I have other people, so we can. I have another third, but yeah, he's 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 there. He should be there. So Gurley, I, I do like Gurley, and he's now ranked um, consensus ranks. He's the 15th best running back right now in consensus ranks. That's it, 15. That's awesome value. He's behind Chris Carson, which I know people like Chris Carson, and Chris Carson's been a good, serviceable running back. But I, I'm I'm still Todd Gurley is still Todd Gurley, and Chris Carson is still Chris Carson. So. I think Gurley is going to be better than people think. I, I really think there's something that I think I really believe it was more of the offensive line issues. And a little good little stat here I pulled up. It's from uh, Pro Football Focus. So Todd Gurley was actually the fourth best running back in the NFL last year against a stacked box. So he had that a lot, right? So that's the only people better than him were Derrick Henry, Lamar Jackson, and uh, Josh Jacobs. And it says what? Uh, 2.9 of those three point. He had 3.4 yards per carry, and that gets a stack box. Not great, right? But 2.9 of those came after contact. He had no holes. So it's just 
Rams Rams were terrible, right? That's I think that says it all, right? I mean, it has to be. He, if they open it up, and Matt Ryan's a better quarterback than Jared Goff. He he just is. I I, I don't I don't think there's any question about that. Jared Goff hasn't shown he's better yet. Atlanta has the just a better I think offense right now. It's sad what happened to the Rams. I don't know what happened. They were so good two years ago, and they just I guess didn't think they needed to beef up that offensive line and keep it going, and that killed them. And Gurley, I think, is going to be – I think he's going to be good. I'm actually – I'm optimistic. And I think getting him – I mean, at 15, that's, you know, an RB2. That's a good running back, too, I think. So I'm I'm on board with Gurley. Uh, he's, he's question mark, though, but I still like him. I think the questions will be answered. How about that? All right, so I'll go to my – I'll go to my uh, first question mark. And it's going to be Dalvin Cook. So – Dalvin Cook, I guess there's a couple issues. I mean, I think mainly, okay, the two issues are going to be contract, injury, right? I'm honestly less concerned about injury. Most people seem to, I mean, that's the thing with Cook. They're always going to get hurt and all this stuff, maybe, but I'm not really as concerned about that. The contract will worries me. And if he truly tries to hold out, I don't think it'll end up happening, but I hope it's cleared up before drafts. That's where it becomes a problem. And I just hate, I hate these holdouts with running backs every year. It's, it, it seems to me like it's just screwing up drafts. It, it bothers me. And um, if, he, if it's not cleared up before the draft, you don't know where to draft him. Somebody could end up getting the steal if they take the risk. But it's a big risk to take if you don't know he's actually going to play. So I never like to take that risk, personally. But somebody else gets it and it helps them. And they look, and it just, it works out for them, right, typically. Not Depends on how many games he misses. Didn't work out for Gordon really last year, but I don't know. I just I hate those I hate these holdout situations. It just frustrates me. And yeah, that Galvin Cook. Yeah, I don't have much to add to that. I mean, it is worrisome. They have not worked out in anyone's favor in the last couple of years. But on the same thing, um, I don't know how much I would push him down the list because he's that good last year he was phenomenal right 13 touchdowns 250 carries 1100 yards on top of that 500 yards receiving um they're gonna need him but i do worry that after giving such a large contract to like kirk cousins they did let Diggs go right yeah um so you do wonder if they're gonna play hardball and they'll say hey we have a couple of really good run running backs yeah, that are Madison, young they like him yeah so why not go for it especially with his injury concerns I do think this one will get done um I, I think that they'll meet in the middle I don't think that he went after the giant contract that is the only thing that really makes me feel better about the situation he's only he, I mean only he's, he's not going for crazy money what you want 13 million he basically yeah and he was kind of well I, yeah I think he asked for more and he was like hey I'll meet you know yeah. I'm not I don't need all of that and you're like okay well if you come out and say that you're not going to but he knows that he knows what game he's playing he just he wants a longer term deal. He doesn't want to worry about getting hurt yep. and get stuck on this smaller contract. I get it. I totally get it. Um, hopefully, if he's smart, he he takes whatever bump up they'll, they'll give him. Like running back doesn't seem to be the position to be in the NFL. No, crazy. no. There. I mean, you're taking the hits, and you're definitely not getting paid um, and, and, as, as easy well, as other positions are anymore. Mediocre wide receivers get paid ridiculous amounts of money. It's, I know. I don't. I don't get that. I understand the quarterback situation, right? Why they get the big, the big Dallas. But the running, the wide receivers seem like there's a lot of guys in that same level. Why pay them? 
get somebody else, right? It's just as good. You, I mean, I thought that, but obviously I must be wrong. <laughs> I, I mean, NFL GMs know more than us on that, so I'm not going to – I guess they're probably right. Yeah, and they probably they probably do know, like uh, Devontae Parker. That's the one in my mind. Right, who never, well, who never did anything, but yeah. we always said, oh, he, he's got a ton of talent. Last year it kind of proved that maybe he was just stuck in a bad situation, and they knew that, so they were like, well, if we, you know, we have to pay him. So maybe maybe that's it. I guess. All right. Who's your second question mark? Second question mark is, as I pull it up, um, let's go with A.J. Green. So he's my question mark because this guy could be money in the bank. He has been unbelievable for so many years. He's finally getting up there in age, coming off an injury. But this guy was a perennial top five when he was healthy back in the day. Obviously, the last few years, he's really taken a beating. Um, but hey, even two years ago, 2017, when he did, when he was able to play a full season, he played 16 games, he was the 10th best wide receiver in fantasy. The year straddling that in 2016 and 2018, he wasn't able to play more than 10 games. So that is the, that's the worry, right? He went from 8th to 35th, 10th to 37th. Uh, he did take off a year. And he should be able to rehab then. He should feel better than he has in a very long time. We saw a, a couple of different players do that now. One of them being Le'Veon Bell, who, you know, didn't get a ton of wiggle room last night, last year. But he was able to make it through a full season after having huge workloads for Pittsburgh. So I'm hoping it's going to be kind of that same thing. You should be a little more, um, you know, looking on the bright side with the new quarterback in place and it seems like they're trying to turn things around so who knows I, I feel like this is AJ Green playing for the last couple of years of his uh, career whether it be trading or whatever it may be so I, I truly don't know how I feel about AJ Green because I need to see him work out I need to see him like catching the ball from you know Burrow I need that so for me that is a huge question mark because this guy could be a bust but he could also be a top 10 wide receiver and you're going to get him at a huge discount because you're taking that risk. So I don't know. Where, where do you land on AJ Green? He's too much of a question mark. I don't know. <laughs> this is, it is such a, it's tough because it's, okay, the injury is not what really kept him out the whole last year. He probably could have came back, right? I think that everyone assumes he could have came back if, if it were a contending team, but they weren't. So why bring him back? So I'm not, I guess, concerned about that too much, but, He's older, and he, I mean, he is still coming off an injury. Like, is he still? Does he still have it? And I think he, I think he has, I think he has something, right? If Burrow is as advertised, I think it's going to work out. The best thing I love about AJ Green is he's right now ranked twenty eighth at wide receiver. So you're getting him as your third receiver. I'm okay with AJ Green as my third. I, I'm, you know, I, as a third, I love him yeah, because I think that that risk reward is that's well, where it's at right there. Because the players he's ahead of, so you're really you're getting him over these guys. Like Landry, with well, Landry's solid, but Landry's Landry. It's just whatever. Gallup, okay, I like I like Gallup more before the CD Lamb pick. Very true. Marquise Brown, yeah, you know, there's we don't know there. Tyler Boyd, Edelman, Marvin Jones, Debo is still there, even though Debo the injury is going right. to throw that off. And so I'm not, I don't feel like you're really like drafting him you're really taking any kind of risk on when you do that actually looking at these ranks though stefan diggs is down to 27th in, in consensus race for what you're i don't i don't agree with that either i, I mean that's going off on a tangent on him but that's i love that value yeah. holy crap stefan diggs is my number three receiver i'll take that all day so that's a that'll be a 
one for another show. It is pretty crazy to think in 2016, right? So that's when uh, it was an interesting one because he only played 10 games, but he was on a really ridiculous pace. pace, I mean, he only had four touchdowns, you know, 10 games, but he was averaging almost 100 yards uh, a game. I mean, it's pretty crazy. So he's not that far removed from from being really, really good. And if he plays 13 games or more, he always goes over 1,000 yards. He's still going to be the number one by far. I don't really have an over amount of confidence with Boyd. I think he is a fine number two. And Ross has never been able to stay healthy. Um, you do have Mixon, but you don't really have that home run threat. Uh, he's the only one. So I don't think that they could even sideline him. I, I think that you absolutely need him. And you need him in order for Burrow to have a chance and, you know, mm-hmm. snowballs chance in hell of, of doing anything his rookie year. So I, I do like taking the shot at him. And right now he's at a place where you can easily take that risk. Yep. But he is a giant question mark. All right. I'm going to go to my second question mark. I'm going to stay with the running backs. I'm going to go with Austin Eckler here. Oh, okay. So Eckler is interesting. There are some people who absolutely love Austin Eckler. And. We we'll might get into this if uh, another thing. Check out Instagram. Is we'll talk about the throne league a little bit. In the throne league, Eckler went in the first round. Jeff, pick twelve in the first round. So that's a little, I think, a little um, high. I can't pick him. I just can't do it because I'm just. Why are we so sure that he's just gonna his roles really gonna increase? He was very good in his role last year, right? 93 catches. The He doesn't get a lot of carries necessarily. Are we sure that's going to increase? I don't know if it's going to. Even with Gordon gone, I can see a Justin Jackson, Josh Kelly type scenario where those guys are getting a lot of carries and Eckler sticks to his like 130, 140. If Eckler doesn't get to 200 carries, I think drafting him in the first, early seconds, a mistake. And... There's nothing. I mean, I like Eckler because he's going to get those catches and he's going to be valuable. He really will. But I think we're drafting him too early where it just becomes like, man, he really has to get those carries. And we don't know that. And this isn't okay. Then it's not even only the Eckler situation that you just him alone. How good is that team even going to be? Do we know Tyrod Taylor is any good? I mean, he's he's Tyrod Taylor. This is, I guess, the one thing I guess you could say that could help um, Eckler is Tyrod Taylor seems to be very risk adverse. He doesn't like to throw the ball deep. He doesn't like to throw picks. He might dump it off to Eckler a lot. I guess you could say that, right? That could happen. But if, if Tyrod's doing that and they're not winning because he just keeps dumping it off, they're going to throw Justin Herbert in there, right? And do you see Justin Herbert want to just dump the ball off all the time? And how's that going to play? We don't know if he's any good. It's just, we just don't know how it's going to work out. And to me, there's, that's just too many question marks for a guy you're hoping takes a leap. Takes a jump with more carries and drafting that early. I just I can't go with it. I can't do it. Especially um he's going ahead of like that draft, he's going ahead of like Aaron Jones. Who I still like Aaron Jones, even with the they drafted another running back. I'm not that worried, but I'll pick these other guys who I know are gonna get a lot of carries. There's a lot of I mean, he's going he's going ahead of Melvin Gordon, Todd Gurley, Le'Veon Bell, all those guys. I just I don't know if I can do it. So I get the the hesitation, right? Because I have a very similar outlook on what the Chargers could be, and hence why I'm very low on Keenan Allen. I, you know, he's what is going to happen when Tyrod takes the helm? I think he's a capable quarterback in order to win games, but he definitely doesn't put up 
giant numbers. You know, he, he like you said, he's trying not to turn the ball over. He doesn't do it a whole lot, but he doesn't throw a lot of touchdowns either. And especially when Eckler was, he did the majority of his damage last year through the air, right? He had almost a thousand yards receiving. He had eight touchdowns running the ball. I think he had like 503. So <laughs> if you go back and it's the days of Buffalo, that's really what you have to look at when we're looking at Tyrod Taylor. He, he played for Cleveland, but he was only the starter for what, four games, three games, whatever that may be before he got hurt uh, and, and Mayfield took over for him. So it's hard to tell there. But before that, you look at the three seasons he was the starter, 2015 through 2017, 20 touchdowns was the top that he threw. 20, 17, and then 14. Uh, you know, 3,000 is pretty much what he topped out at. So if you're telling me that Eckler is going to get a third of, you know, all of his passing yards, maybe because he will dump it off. I yeah. don't think he will completely, but it's really going to base on the rushing numbers. Mm-hmm. I think Eckler has to make it up that way, and I don't think he's going to catch eight touchdowns from him. So that is what I do worry. I think he's still relatively safe, and and I, I think he deserves to be in that borderline top 10 discussion. Because I do think that they're going to have to use him quite a bit. But if if uh, if they fall in love with Justin Jackson or anything like that, especially if he's the guy around the goal line, his touchdown numbers could really take a hit. And that was, you know, he did pretty well last year through, you know, every facet of the game. So, yeah, I totally get it. Yep. All right. So we should now go to your final question mark of the night. My final question mark of the night is going to be, and once again, seems to be a little bit of a, uh, a a trend here, but I'm going to go with Melvin Gordon. So you did mention him. I love Denver right now. I love what they're doing. I love that they have all this young talent. I like that Melvin Gordon went there, but on the same, you know, the same hand, Melvin Gordon was able to get in the in the end zone a lot. Will this offense be able to get in the red zone a lot? And even if he they do get down there. I mean, is what are they going to do with Philip Lindsay? Will he steal a bunch of touches? Right, I mean, they finally they have two very good wide receivers. They have Noah Fant. I don't know what they're going to be doing in the red zone. I, I don't think there's a whole lot of people that really have a good idea. I mean, they could try to pound it out, but with all that said, he's a he's a good running back. But we really only saw him in one circumstance. So I don't know what to do with Melvin Gordon. Mm-hmm even though the talent is there. But for all I know, Philip Lindsay could be the number one running back come, you know, come the regular season. Philip Lindsay's not going to go away. That's for sure. It, I mean, I wouldn't, no, he's he not played, going anywhere. He played he's, really, really he's well. He's been a very good running back for two years. He's not an every down guy, obviously. They didn't think that. I mean, they gave Royce Freeman a lot of work last year. So we know they don't. <laughs> that's not the case. But I mean, look at how they use Lindsay and Freeman. They use them. They split them a lot. Like, Freeman, I think, was clearly not as good as Philip Lindsay, right? What do you, I mean, you. I was always trying to go with the Freeman thing, but he really yeah, wasn't. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a big <laughs> Philip Lindsay guy. But I could see a split between these guys. I really think there will be. So um, I like where Gordon, I like the fact that his value is okay, though. You know, but that's why. It's because there's all kinds of question marks surrounding him and what can you do. I think he's, um, he's not a bad pick, though, because, yeah, you're not – wasting a lot i'm I'm really curious how he's going to go in some auction drafts that's what i want to start getting going is what kind of price what kind of dollar value you're going to get him for i think it could be a lot better than you think and what than we're used to so that'll be interesting to see all right my final player my final question mark of the night 
So I cheated on this one, and I have two players. So it is Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. <laughs> so I went with both of these guys, and here's why. First off, they're both ranked in the top 10 at wide receiver, which they were good last year. It is hard to have receive. It's hard to rank teammates that high, right? But I get they were both that good. The problem is, I mean, again, are we sure Tom Brady still has it? The guy's 43 years old. And I did, we did pick Mike Evans in the throne league, but how, okay. How do you feel about Godwin and Evans? I don't, I mean, do you feel confident when you get one of these guys as your number one receiver? I, I honestly, I don't, I just don't right now. And it's because yes, we think this offense will be good. We think Tom Brady still has it, but I mean, when have we ever seen a 43 year old quarterback be good? It's, I don't think it's ever happened. Has it? He's, it just hasn't happened. They all fall off. Well, Brett Favre. I and mean, he wasn't even that old. Was he not? I don't think so. Yeah, you're probably right. He was probably 40 at the end when he was like with yeah. the Vikings, maybe. I mean, he did throw for quite a few years. And yeah, I mean, you're going to hear a lot of people speculate about it. And the truth is he didn't have to throw a lot of balls down the field. Can he still do it? I have no idea. Um, but, I mean, he's going to have to. And they're very good wide receivers to do that. I, I Yeah, I, I don't know if the... Last year's numbers could be overhyped because of the type of football they played, because of who the quarterback was, who was just run and gun. They could control it a lot more. They did draft a running back. I have no idea if he's any good, if they'll be able to run the ball. But if they do fix that even a little bit, um, I feel like they're going to control the ball a lot more. And, hey, I mean, you also have Gronk and you have these tight ends. I think you could run a lot shorter routes. So will they fall off completely? I'm not saying no, that at all, but I do understand like the cool. worry, like yeah. how on fire Godwin was last year. Yeah. Like, do I think either of these guys have a shot to be number one? I'll be honest. No, not really. The difference too, like they just were just, Jameis was throwing the ball everywhere last year. We're not going to see that. It's not going to be that kind of offense. Brady's going to be a lot. He's not going to just, they had to come from behind because Jameis was throwing a hundred interceptions. Like it was, it was just crazy. That's not going to happen this year. So it's just not quite the same, and it worries. I, I like the player. I don't love getting them as my number one receiver. I don't love it. It's not so because of that. I just I worry about it, and I kind of uh, just I don't like worry. I don't like question marks in my top picks of drafts. You know that's where I don't. I never want question marks. I want sure things. I'll take my question marks later. I will take those values later where there's reason why they're like. Some people we haven't mentioned. Like, I'll take Odell Beckham later because you can get him later in the draft, even though there's all kinds of question marks surrounding him. I don't want that as my first receiver. And I'll stay away from that. And uh, Brett Favre, I just looked it up. So his last good season, his really good season, the first one with the Vikings, he was um, it was he was 40. So he was three years younger than Brady is now. And then Favre fell off in his final year when he was 41. So, yeah, we still haven't seen this 43-year-old quarterback do it. But that is all we have then for question marks today, Jack. I do. I, I want to cheat. I want. I want one more. <laughs> right, but I do want to cheat because I, I want to get your opinion on this one. So the last one I'm going to throw in there is an all-encompassing. I think for me, one of them, and I couldn't just locate one player on this team because I think a lot. I think it all links together, and I would have to say that is the Texans. Oh, man, I think that team is a giant question mark, right? Because you can say is David Johnson going to be anything worthwhile. I mean, you, we assume he's going to be the starter. We assume that he'll be okay. 
Like, you know, we saw what the other running backs in the past three years were able to do between Lamar Miller and and Hyde. Um, so, yeah, will he be worth having? Absolutely. But at what level? Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, Hopkins is no longer there. So what wide receivers are really worth having, especially when Fuller is an injury risk at you know a very high degree? And then with all of that, say that Fuller gets hurt or whatever, the wide receivers don't step up because Hopkins was a third of Watson's yeah. production, yardage at least. Um, actually, let me pull that up. But, um, yeah, so if that is – I mean, Watson just keeps getting ranked like everything's fine, right? It right. Is it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that is the big question. So will it actually hurt Deshaun Watson as well? I mean, he can run the ball. It, it can. So it, it could hurt him. But then again, maybe he'll get a few more rushing. Maybe he'll well, find different. But – I will say, I don't think I'm drafting Deshaun Watson in any draft. Because, first off, I never like that that um, position of quarterback, you know, in that in the range that he's in. Because, like I say, I either get the top ones or I don't get any until the end, right? That's what I like to do. So, Watson's in that range where I probably don't get him. Yeah, there's some major question marks there. I personally, I like Brandon Cooks. I think it can work. But you got Brandon Cooks, you got Will Fuller, you got Randall Cobb, right? Is Randall Cobb on their team? I believe, right? I believe, yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah. You have some injury concerns there. And David Johnson, you have a major injury concern with that team. Big time. It could really work out, though. But this is a perfect, that's a perfect question. Mark. And I don't have a good answer yet because it's just, we. I. this is one I will, you just will not know till they're on the field, until we start playing games. It's just, you, you don't know how they're going to play out. You have no idea, so. No, and I just, like Cooks though. I like getting him late. Yeah, I do too. But just to put the exclamation point on it, um, 2019, uh, Hopkins made up 30% of Watson's targets, about 31% of his receptions, 30% of his yards, and 27% of his TDs. Yeah. What's crazy too is 2018, he was responsible for 42% of the uh, touchdowns that Watson threw. So Hop- losing him is no small thing. So I just wanted to throw that out there as one last one because that whole team could be either a great gamble or uh, might just be, hey, let's stay away from them because other people will take them and, and that's worth it. None of them are getting drafted high except Watson. So it's a interesting, interesting group of players. But all right, that will do it for today. We'll be back next week. Make sure you guys, though, go check us out on all those spots, Instagram, Fantasy Football Profit, Twitter, the FF Profit, YouTube.com slash Fantasy Football Profit, website, Fantasy Football profit.com you can check out all of our rankings there and always uh we'll start doing some mailbag stuff here quickly too so get us questions on instagram or twitter or fantasyfootballprofit at gmail.com and we will have those in you know the coming weeks we will talk to you guys next week